0: Hey, welcome to the Dropship Podcast. And today, once again, I'm introducing somebody who's going to be at our live event and somebody really close to me. His name is Leighton Taylor. Leighton, thanks for being here, buddy. Thanks for having me, Ben. So, uh, you, like I said before the call, you're one of the rare people who's part of my life, a business partner whom I've never had on the BK show or on uh, the Dropship Podcast. And so, I, I don't know if anyone knows your history. They've certainly heard your name. I've definitely said the word Leighton. Dozens and dozens of times on this podcast, but um, tell me, wh- how did the infamous Leighton uh, get here? What's your history? How did you get into the online you know, e-commerce space?
1: Uh, well, I've always been interested in art and design and studied graphic design in school. And um, after my wife and I got married, we taught English in China for two years. And then we're trying to figure out what to do next. Um, applied to a few jobs and nothing was... Uh, coming through. So decided to try my hand at freelancing, doing pretty much any kind of design or development work that I could find. Um, set up a profile on what's now Upwork. At the time, it was called Odesk. And just started applying to jobs and didn't really have any real professional experience to to show for, but just kind of, you know, did uh, put in a lot of effort writing good cover letters and showing that I read the job descriptions, understood them. And um, got my first few clients. And one of my early clients was a guy who ran a small Shopify agency. And he pulled me in and kind of showed me the platform and got me started on it, working with his clients. And um, within a couple of years, I parted ways with that agency, but was hooked on Shopify. And that was back in 2014, I believe. I first started working on it in 2012. And um, yeah, have Shopify's really been like the center of my professional Like life since then, I've been working in almost every day doing uh, both design and development work and eventually started hiring team members and grew, you know, a small team of my own. And and it's kind of gone from there.
0: Yeah, I'm very thankful that when I started in in very early 2015 that I got on the Shopify train, I know too many people who are, you know, on Magento or BigCommerce or WooCommerce or any of the other open cart, there's a lot of other choices and, and Shopify has just been wonderful. To grow with. And I'm sure same for you. Like once you got on there in the beginning, it was kind of a snowball. It just kind of took off and you kind of took off with it. Uh, you had an old podcast too. And I didn't know it was you. So uh, Late and I met at a mastermind event. And I don't think I had any idea who I was talking to, but I, his voice sounded familiar. Tell me about the old podcast. What, like, uh, will it ever be resurrected too as well?
1: So I started podcasting probably in 2014, 2015 something like that. and the podcast was called e-Commerce Pulse. And it was one of the uh, what, I, what I think is one of the earlier e-commerce podcasts. My very first guest ever was Andrew Udarian. Um, he was super nice guy, He was awesome to talk to. And then we stayed in touch a little bit after that. And I just started interviewing like different people who had been successful with different e-commerce businesses. you know Andrew was a dropshipper, one of the one of the early uh, greats in that space. And um, yeah, talk to a lot of awesome people and all the relationships that I, I made through talking to people on the podcast have like led me to where I am now. It's it's pretty incredible. But I, th- I feel like doing a podcast and also going to in-person events um, have just been life changing things that I've, that I've done that I, I wouldn't have expected them to have that kind of impact, but you just meet people. And well, a podcast is great because you, you invite somebody to come on and talk about themselves. And then you you have a connection. You've talked to them for thirty minutes to an hour, or whatever. And then there's a relationship there, and like you wouldn't have had that otherwise if you just like tried to cold email them or whatever. You know, it's, it's much different when you've actually talked to them face to face.
0: That's my favorite part. No matter whom I spoke with, if I said I have a podcast, it'd be like, oh, you have a podcast? Yeah, I would love to come on your podcast. But if you just shoot them an email, they're they're gonna, you know, they're not gonna answer mm-hmm. you. To. Everyone's busy, right? But somehow a podcast kind of gets you in that door. Do you remember when you shut it down? What year that was? Oh,
1: I think I ran it consistently for two or three years, and it it was an awesome experience. But um, I, eventually, it wasn't enough of like a direct driver of my business to where I, I really felt motivated to keep it going. And I got kind of just tied up with, you know, client projects and other things I was working on, and it kind of fell by the wayside. And I feel like if you're doing it consistently, it's easy to keep it going. But once you've taken a few weeks off or a couple months off, it's really hard to get the ball rolling again unless you have some sort of motivation. So I I did try to resurrect it once or twice and with a, you know, with a few episodes here and there. Um, it may come back someday. But I think what I've realized is that it really helps to have at least one co-host, maybe a couple of co-hosts that you, you get on and talk with every week because it's so hard to find a new guest every week to interview. You know, that's, that's a lot of work just lining that all up and coordinating. You almost need somebody to Manage all that for
0: you. I feel your pain, right? The BK show has been down. I took a break because uh, my son was born and I've just never come back. And I, I've, every week I think, man, I should bring that back because it's, again, you build relationships you may have never built before. And, uh, you know, in your case, I think you shut it down probably before I met you for sure. You might be one of the biggest e-commerce podcasts in the world right now had you still been, been going, right? Just be just due to the snowball. So I'm sure, look, I'm not trying to make it eat you up inside that uh, it's not working there, but I'm sure it would have you know, only led to good things. Uh, however, like uh, speaking of leading to good things, like us sitting down and getting to know each other at that mastermind, uh, number one, I realized I'd been a fan of your podcast. Then I realized that uh, this two-column code I had been using in Shopify before Shopify 2.0 came out was from you. Like I was using this two-column, three-column code to build beautiful websites. By the way, go check out StandingDestination.com and their best pages. That's all thanks to Leighton. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have built those pages without his code. Um, and we just kind of hit it off, and and we we discussed what it could look like coming together. And I think that's when you know you came aboard. Paramount Pet Health was shortly uh, thereafter. So you know, again, speaking to podcasts and events and getting in person, like it can lead to some amazing things. I, I don't think. Actually, I know we wouldn't be, you know, on a call like this or business partners had we not been in that mastermind where we, you know, we both had to pay a decent amount of money to be in that room, and um, it only leads to good things. So, uh, anyway, nowadays you're running Envision.io. I don't know how long you've been calling it that, but you you do all sorts of stuff for Shopify. Tell me about Envision.io.
1: Yeah, we do mainly. Uh, Design and development for Shopify, and that includes like new store setups, migrations from other platforms. A lot of our clients come from WooCommerce, Magento, and they want to transition to Shopify because it's easier to manage and you don't have as many technical headaches. And then um, over the past couple of years, our business has shifted more and more to like long term ongoing relationships with our clients. So it used to be most of our business was we do we build a website one time and that's pretty much it. And then you might you know our clients might come back a couple times over the next few years for help here and there. But um, we've tried to just transition more and more to our business model to long term relationships. So most of our clients now are on a monthly retainer of some kind where we're we're in there you know daily or weekly with them, helping them make ongoing improvements. Sometimes that involves uh, SEO. Um, a lot of times though, it's just like you know, they need help with running a certain marketing campaign and we're helping them with their banners and email campaigns and or they're, they're constantly like rolling out new features on their site, um, doing testing. And um, yeah, so so most of our clients are are uh, long term like that.
0: Yeah, I think that offer that you have is a, a no brainer, like just to be able to have somebody on retainer on call. Hey, I need this. Hey, I need Uh, a marketing asset. Hey, I need something visual. Hey, I need a tweak in the code. Hey, I'd really like to run something like this on my product page in order to build a bundle or run a sale or or whatever it is that you can dream up. Layton and his team seem to be able to create that. I know, uh, you know, we work with you. You help build a whole back end. Like you helped build us Shopify 2.0 before Shopify 2.0 was a thing. Like uh, you're a true wizard. Uh, and in true wizard style, you put some stuff in Dropship Breakthrough that hopefully comes up when this podcast comes out. I know I, I looked at it today. You are a phenomenal teacher. Uh, can you talk about some of the technical SEO things that you helped us build for Dropship Breakthrough?
1: Sure. So there were a number of things that um, you, Ben, have recommended to your students for a long time now that they do for technical SEO reasons. And that includes things like uh, no indexing certain pages, basically telling Google and other search engines that you don't want to rank certain pages. Um, it includes like making sure the right canonical tags are set up, making sure that uh, when a product is linked to from your homepage or collection page, that you're linking to the canonical version of the URL versus the version inside of a collection. And it's, it's a lot of like small tweaks that added together, I think you've seen a lot of success with in your stores. and so. You know, you you consistently recommend these, and so we wanted to provide that as a resource to your students to just step by step show them, you know, here's the exact code to change, and here's what you copy and paste. So it should be pretty approachable, even if you've never touched code before. It's it's pretty pretty uh, user friendly, I would say.
0: Yeah, for a long time now, John and I have been giving a copy of Superstore from Out of the Sandbox to everyone who purchases a course from us, and or, so we wanted to make sure that when we make these edits we want to make it on one theme so we're going to continue giving away superstore leighton has recorded all of the videos on how to do this on superstore uh if out of the sandbox is willing to cooperate with us which we're having some issues trying to figure this out hopefully we can just get a theme with all of this done give you a copy of that that you can register that's your own theme not just you know um something under the table we want you to be able to register this and have it as your theme and so uh, very cool for you doing that. I watched those videos this morning. You're a natural teacher. Uh, it's probably the same reason you were good at podcasting. You're great at explaining things. And so I'm excited for those to go live in the course. And I'm more excited to see you in person. I haven't seen you in, in quite a long time. Uh, I hate to bury the lead. The background's not there for him today, but Layton lives on a boat, uh, literally lives on a sailboat. Uh, he's currently in the Bahamas, which is wild but I convinced him to come to Minneapolis for our live event. Again, if you want to check that out, dropshipbreakthrough.com forward slash live. You need to be a student. If you're not a student you want to come to the live event and join our course, book a call, dropshipbreakthrough.com forward slash call, and you can hop on a call with John or I, and we'll talk you through what that looks like. But Leighton, you're going to get off the boat, get on land, uh, fly up here uh, in late July and hang out for a couple of days. Do you have any idea what you might speak on while you're in Minneapolis or how you might be able to you know, help the the dozens and dozens of students that will be there?
1: Yeah, it's still a little bit up in the air in in the works. You know, I want to share some ideas with you and make sure that whatever we talk about is going to be the most uh, helpful to your students. But one idea that I've been playing around with is basically common mistakes or omissions that people have on their Shopify store that we've seen make a difference with conversions. And that can be in different areas of, you know, building trust and credibility with your users, with reducing friction in the process of, adding a card and going to checkout, And, you know, there's a lot of like best practices or little tweaks you can make that that don't just automatically happen within your theme that, um, you know, I think I think people can can make to improve their their stores design and usability and their site speed and their SEO and um, all these things combined can can make a difference. And, you know, just kind of to throw out an example. um, It's it's tough to say we're going to increase our our sales tomorrow by 50% or whatever. You know, obviously, that'd be awesome if we could. Um, but that's tough to do just on its own. And so what you can do to work towards that is, say, let's let's look at all the whole the whole user flow of adding adding something to card and going to checkout. And if we can iron out a few wrinkles and knock down some some walls that are causing friction or uncertainty and doubt in your users, that, that may, may make them decide to just click away and, and find what they're looking for somewhere else. If we can knock down some of those things, and let's say we can increase your conversion rate by 10%, which, you know, that, that's, that's significant. But let's say your current conversion rate is 1%. If we can increase that to 1.1%, that's a 10% increase. Um, and then on top of that, if we can increase your average order value by 10 15 20%, you know, these are like incremental changes. And then if we can increase your, um, uh, your repeat customer rate by some percentage, you know, those percentages stacked on top of each other are compounding. So you might end up with an overall 30, 40, 50% increase by making these much smaller changes at, at multiple steps along the way. So that, that's my goal is to help people think about things that they can do ideally by themselves in their own Shopify store, or if they need to hire somebody to help them out, um, that, that can be done relatively quickly and easily.
0: Well, that sounds amazing. And I know the mastermind that you and I were at, uh, both of us actually had a table, you know, book some time with whoever you wanted to speak with. And, uh, that worked out really well, like right? to be able to sit down with you for 20 minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is and be able to actually like work through one-on-one problems. Uh, sounds like something, if we can pull it off, that's what we're going to do. I got I convinced late to stick around, uh, the, the second day to either do a breakout or do something like this. And so, uh, you're invaluable to, to my business. You're invaluable to our business. Uh, and you're just a great dude. I, I, I think everyone that I have, Coming to this event, I'm really excited to see, you know, they might be business partners or old friends, but we're all just uh, genuinely great humans. And, and I would throw you right in that list, man. You're awesome. And I'm, I'm super excited to see you in Minneapolis.
1: Thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be there.
0: All right. If you want to grab a live event ticket, dropshipbreakthrough.com forward slash live. And if you have specific questions, I'm sure I'm going to hop on stage and ask Layton some questions from the crowd. So if you have some questions, you're going to want to answer to Minneapolis, throw them in Slack. Uh, I'll be sure to ask him when I get up on stage. But uh, thanks for joining us. I know, uh, as we're recording this, I think Starlink's having some issues, but I'm pretty pumped to see how this turns out Uh, from Riverside. It's pulling your own feed. So uh, yeah, anyway, thanks for being here. And we'll see you in two months in Minneapolis. Thanks, Ben. See you there.